So welcome once again to the Accelerate podcast. Uh, my name is Gerardo Maya. Uh, I'm here with um, Michael Meany. We're both digital advisors from the digital advisory practice at Microsoft Canada. So Mike, we had a great conversation about ideas, ideation, but one key theme that comes in every ideation or innovation conversation is how do you measure the success of an innovation, whether it's a process or how, how do you define it, but what do you think about that? How do you measure that success? It's tough. It's a tough question because we've been taught throughout um, probably all disciplines within business, you have to measure it, right? If you're going to change it, you've got to measure it, and then you can make changes to it. But I think fundamentally we might be asking the wrong question okay. because the nature of innovation is it's a long-term thing. It's, it's a bit about, we talked before about an ecosystem. You run the risk if you're trying to measure the specific value of what you're getting out of a, an innovation program or an innovation engagement, you run the risk of being too short-sighted. Because part of the whole idea of innovation is to, to fail fast, fail often, learn from that, adjust, try the next thing. And if you're, if you're measuring or looking at something with too narrow a focus or too narrow a timeline, you can miss the forest for the trees, so to speak. So it's a very, it's a very broad scope to measure the success. And there is no defined timeline. Because you might say, well, how long is it going to take me until, I, until I'm innovative? There's no answer to that question. Because some organizations, you know, with the law of averages, they might, with their very first idea, hit a home run and voila. There might be other organizations or other programs that take multiple iterations and, and going and going and going and going. And they might go and go and go and actually never come up with a wonderful, innovative idea. Will that be but a does that failure? Mean, okay, right. Is that a failure? I'm going to say no. So you might look at it. Someone could say, well, yes, we haven't got the next great thing. This is a failure. Yeah. I would say no. I'd say that's not a failure. Because I think when you're talking about measuring success, I think the value of innovation is not the actual ideas that you come up with. It's the fact that you've changed your culture or the, the DNA of your company to be innovative. Okay. So it's not, um, it's not the end result. It's the process you get through. You, the process you go through, that's the real thing that you want to measure. I'm not sure how you measure that. But you want to make it so that not that we've got a great idea and, wow, we're done. We've got the great idea or we've implemented that great new product. It's that... No, we've changed our culture, so we now have a way where we can continuously innovate. And we might have a good idea, but we got to have another idea, and another idea, and another new thing. And so you want to mm -hmm. change, change the DNA of your company, and that's really the success. It's not the individual idea or, or innovation that you have. Here's, here's where I think that might shake financial statements in many, many sure. different ways. But I think profit, it's a byproduct of innovation, but it's not the main reason you're doing innovation. So, and, and that, that automatically is like having the art and science conversation, right? Mm -hmm. You have to take it into account or it's gonna happen. But if you make that, as you mentioned, your boundaries are focused on getting money out of it, 
than whether you're missing it or you're basically not getting the true value. Again, I think the conversation is value, but that's the difference, right? Startups begin with nothing. How many times we hear startups in a basement with mm -hmm. no money, with no resources? So, be, be, and that's their biggest strength because since they start with nothing, the expectation of big revenues becomes a byproduct. It's not that it's out of their mind, but the reality is they allow themselves to play in, 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 an, in an arena where money is not the main objective. Okay, right? so I hear what you're saying, but I can picture someone out there saying, that's very good, Mr. Amaya, that you say that, but we're not a startup. I've got a business to run. I've got money to make. I have shareholders who are expecting return on investment. How do you answer that question? You know, I think the, the best way for, for enterprises or big companies to understand the true value of innovation, I think it goes around, that it boils down in options. What is the flexibility and options they have when, when the moment actually asks for it? So let's say a disruption happens in your industry or a competitor comes with this new idea, the amount of resources or the amount of flexibility and options you have to react to them it's what truly will tell you how successful or how successful your innovation is or if you even have innovation in the first place. Because if you stay in your own box, mm -hmm. when something new comes in, you have to kind of first, you're, you're caged in some way, right? How do you free up from that cage first and mm -hmm. then go and chase whatever is this new big thing? But if you have an open perspective and you know how to react, you know how to change, you know how to evolve, it's, it's morphing, right? It's, it's, it's I, I'm gonna quote Bruce Lee in this, it's like water, right? Become water. How do you become water and you just move around and evolve with whatever you get in front of it? Okay, so but isn't there a danger? So I hear you saying, but isn't there a danger that, and I, I'm not sure the context of Bruce Lee quote, but if you become water, that you're gonna you're gonna go nowhere. Like that if you're if you're shifting too fast or you're shifting all the time or you're so flexible that we're not getting anything done. We're just all over the place because we're just you know we got a gazillion ideas or I'm just making stuff up. But we've got all these things, yeah. but we're not taking a stand anywhere or we're not delivering. So how do you? So and maybe this gets. So let me phrase this in a question. So we said okay, it's it's hard to measure. Or maybe you shouldn't even be measuring. So then. But how do you know then if you have an innovation program or an innovative initiative, how do you know if you're on track, right? Because you could have a hundred different organizations and they've all got innovation programs or innovative um, initiatives underway. Some will function better than others. What makes, how do you know if something is functioning well versus it's not functioning well? I think what it's key in, in, in this conversation for defining that success is having a clear definition of innovation. Okay. And, and that's where I'll bring three different definitions, what it's optimization, innovation, and disruption. Okay. So optimization is basically your day-to-day, -day, right? How do you make something better each day? My, my analogy for that is you have a box mm -hmm. full of ideas, and, and when you close that box, that's the execution of every day. That's what gets you the money. Right. So what you can do from the optimization perspective is you can open the box, get an idea out, polish it a little bit, reinsert it, and make the machine go faster, better, cleaner, 
-hmm. whatever that result is, right? Okay. That will pay the bills. Right. So that's for sure the way to, the way to go in your in your business as usual operation. Right. Then innovation is basically coming up with a new idea, opening the box and inserting that new idea in this box. And disruption is a different it's a whole different ball game where you actually kick out your box and put something new like a cone, a cylinder, whatever it <laughs> works, and that's where you actually start creating new ideas. It's the same as it's the same as an investment, right? You will not put all the chips on disruption because your chances of failure are bigger. If you, if you hit that disruption, you will, you will gain so much. But the, the true way to drive this is having your distribution or your appetite of innovation distributed across the three boxes. Okay. So if you are in, the, in, in your prime and the best profit that you will get out of your buck is optimizing, well, focus, I don't know, 60, 70% of it. Don't forget about the other two, but that's, that's the true art of managing the innovation process. So I think there is a misconception. So t leading off what you just said there, there's a misconception that in order to be innovative, you have to come up with a brand new idea that nobody has ever thought about before, and it's completely disruptive. So that, that third box or the third area where you get rid of the box. Um, so I think that's a common misconception, that yeah. unless we have a groundbreaking idea, it's a waste of time or it's a failure or whatever. And I think what we've seen and talked about before is that the idea is one piece of it. And having a great innovative idea, more power to you. That's, that's awesome if you can come up with that. But those are few and far between. Yeah. Right? I think what's more important is to be able to take ideas or learn from other things that are happening and be able to actually execute on them and turn those into to viable uh, alternatives or turn those into experiments or turn those into pilot programs or whatever the case may be. That's probably what makes it more your innovation program more successful is the actual execution of that as opposed to having that, that great idea. And to your early point, that's what makes measuring innovation success so difficult. It's because it's very unique to your situation. If you have the right product right now and you don't want to mess up with it and just optimize it and make sure the machine keeps giving you what you want, that's fine. But where, where do you want to be? And, and then based on that, you will see results coming back to you. Do you think there's also a danger in talking about measuring innovation to making it an end, an end, an end of itself so that you say, well, if we're going to measure, as long as we have a new idea, then that's success, that you run the risk of, of stopping. So you, you come along and then you say, oh, we're successful. We've, we've got our new idea. We've got a new product or a new service, and it's, we're selling, selling like hotcakes. We're great. And so innovation, done, right? So there's always a danger if you measure or judge the success based on those individual things that you'll stop. Yeah. And I think what we're saying is that it's not. The innovation is a process, or and it's the way for it to be successful is that it's long running and it, and it never stops. And you build that engine or culture, or whatever you want to call it, to do that all the time. Because the best case scenario is, I think, is that you don't have, you don't even have to talk about innovation anymore because innovation yeah. is so ingrained in the culture or in the processes of your organization that 
there is no organization uh, innovation team or innovation initiative. It That's just it. It, it just happens organically throughout your organization. It's about momentum, keeping the pendulum going, and right. some days or sometimes throughout the journey of your organization, you might need to rely on the innovation momentum right. heavily. Right. And in some others, you don't. But that doesn't mean, as you said, the process needs to still keep going. Right. Innovation will still happen, and it's going to be an easier process. I think that's, that's where you will see the true success and the value. But it's, it's, not, a, it's not an end state like A through B. or, or mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just a journey, right? It goes, it flows once you have that momentum, but you really need to step up and bring innovation to the table. That's, that's the moment when innovation becomes more valuable. Right. Not about money, not about the actual return of investment, but it's actually how do you prepare yourself as an organization, as people, as processes to handle those changes if required. Makes sense. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is uh, Gerardo Maya and Michael Mini from Microsoft Canada. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Mm -hmm.